Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Henry David Thoreau moved to the shore of Walden Pond on a hunch that a simpler life would yield up secrets of meaning and purpose. I went to the woods because I wished to live deliberately, he wrote, to find only the essential facts of life and see if I could not learn what it had to teach and not, when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. The year was 1845, just 62 years after becoming a country the United States was already a complicated place to live. Simplicity, 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 Henry Thoreau continues. I say, let your affairs be as two or three and not a hundred or a thousand. Instead of a million, count half a dozen and keep your accounts on your thumbnail. Simplify simplify. In the midst of all the Monday morning quarterbacking on the J.P. Morgan chief investment office disaster with the latest analysis projecting that the loss has grown to as much as seven billion dollars. Imagine having seven billion dollars to lose. Um, Reuters columnist James Saft has some advice. Don't invest in anything you can't understand. Let's translate. Don't put your resources, including your heart, into confounding things. We are invited to say yes to simple pleasures, to invest in simplicity. Think WWHD, what would Henry do? Recently, columnists Chris Zook and James Allen came out with a book called Repeatability, contending that the world's most successful companies make a cult of simplicity. You can see this winning formula, Zook and Allen write, in IKEA's flat-packed furniture and McDonald's hamburgers. Lego, however, learned the lesson the hard way. In the mid-1990s, the Danish toy company expanded feverishly into theme parks, television, and clothing lines, leading to years of dismal results. Only when they went back to their roots, Legos, did they turn it around. Businesses have a natural tendency to grow more complex as they mature, say the authors. Again now, let's translate from business to life. Complexity, they say, can be a silent killer. For all the worries companies have about being crushed by the next big thing, the best way to survive is to keep it simple. The best way for us to live is to live simply. 
to simply live. Henry would like that. 2,400 years before Thoreau, Lao Tzu, another philosopher regarded as the founder of Taoism and author of the Tao Te Ching, also cast his lot with simplicity. Here are three of Lao Tzu's directives. One, get clear about what is and what is not in your control. Two, make course corrections. And three, practice contentment. Let's take a harder look. One, get clear about what is and what is not in your control. The universe, says the Tao Te Ching, is forever out of control. There's the whole sermon. I know it's not always clear where we end and the universe begins, but the question is worthy of our consideration and our prayers. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, wrote theologian Paul Tillich. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. There's a reason he called this the serenity prayer. When we can let it be, whatever it is, our perspective becomes right-sized, grasping both our significance and our insignificance, that which is ours to do comes into sharper focus. Two, make course corrections. In other words, if it's smoking, don't wait for it to catch fire before you put it out. And don't fall prey to the paralysis of what we used to refer to as the needle getting stuck in the groove. Sometimes it's better to stop thinking and just do it. Marilyn Monroe said, ever notice that what the hell is always the right decision? And if it isn't, think of the story you'll have to tell. Three, practice contentment. Simple pleasures, ripe strawberries, a friend's smile, a cooling breeze, an elegant scrabble move, a small child's voice, the smell of fresh cut grass. Simple pleasures are pearls, shining on the strand of the day-to-day. -day. In addition, there is much to be said for the experience of enough. In our society, the idea of enough is so foreign and the experience of enough so elusive, but it is worth seeking. Mary Poppins said, enough is as good as a feast. Can we get in touch with feeling full. I am enchanted with Lao Tzu's waltz, this lovely three-step to a simpler, happier life, get clear about what's in and what's out of our control, make course corrections, and practice contentment. To simplify is a spiritual practice. To simplify is to declutter, and the willingness to declutter our material world will free up room for a more expansive spirit. 
I have a wonderful friend who loves his stuff, and he works hard to earn the money to buy more, including very large houses, plural, where he puts it all. His wife says he lives large. All good. But when we begin to drown in our stuff, when we can't breathe, or when it starts standing in for love, it's time to invoke Henry. Simplify. Lao Tzu wrote, if your happiness depends on money, you will never be happy with yourself. There's a lot of help available, and asking for help may be the very best first thing we can do towards simplifying our lives. But it's also true of, that so much of what isn't simple in our lives is in our heads. When we are running on restlessness, wakefulness, sleeplessness by night, and distraction, worry, and not enoughness, all jam-packed into a downright frenetic pace by day, an antidote, Zen master Suzuki Roshi told his students, is to limit your activity to what you can do just now, in this moment. And what is the most important thing we can do in this moment? Just breathe. Breathe. Underlying Lao Tzu's directives is the commitment to quiet the noise in our head, to make our mind, as the Thai Buddhist teacher Achan Chao says, a still forest pool. Make of your mind a still forest pool. What would happen if we were we willing to declutter our lives of worry or anxiety. There should be a 12-step program. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over worrying that our lives had become unmanageable. I know there's a lot about which to be anxious. In a single newscast, we are reminded that hospitals and restaurants are swimming with killer bacteria, that our cell phones and other electronics will give us the big C, that the world economy is in free fall, and that our enemies are plotting against us. But worry doesn't change the facts of what's in our control and what's not. To be happy. The challenge is to find a way to thrive in spite of everything that could go wrong. The spiritual challenge is to make that course correction, to engage fully in the present, and to practice contentment, committing to living with just enough. The practice of contentment may surprise us by becoming the practice of joy. Life coach Martha Beck writes, the word worry comes from the old English word meaning to strangle. When we obsess about something, we cut ourselves off from being fully alive. Martha Beck counsels embracing the lesson always loosens the stranglehold of worry. Wiggle your worries a little each day, she says, and they'll gradually lose their hold on us. And how else to simplify our lives by decluttering our worrying. I read this cool expression from neuroscience. Neurons that fire together, wire together. Okay, now you know how nerdy I really am. Um, 
The point is that if we notice simple pleasures and we savor them, the research says a mere 10 seconds will do it, we can change our minds to change our brains. We'll feel the shift away from worry and toward pleasure, simple pleasure. Martha Beck tells the story of a friend who always lays a towel over her expensive tablecloth before serving her twin seven-year-old granddaughters. And recently, one of the twins said, Grandma, you don't need to worry about us spilling. Spills are just memories. If you would rather live surrounded by pristine objects than by the traces of happy memories, says Martha Beck, stay focused on tangible things. Otherwise, let's stop fixating on stuff we can touch and start caring about stuff that touches us. Here's what Henry David Thoreau said at the close of Walden. Only that day dawns to which we are awake. There is more day to dawn. The sun is but a morning star. Beloved spiritual companions, what would Henry do? May we say no to the complicated and confounding and yes to simple pleasures. What the hell may well be the right decision or it will be a good story. Let's be clear about what is and what is not in our control, make course corrections, and practice contentment with just enough. We can make of our minds a still forest pool. And remember, it takes just 10 seconds, literally, to change our minds. Spills are just memories. Let's offload worry, do just what we can right now, and welcome simple pleasures. Breathe. Welcome joy.